0: Welcome
1: to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.
0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here. As the number of young people lost to suicide continues to rise and many continue to struggle, as evidenced recently with athletes, Simone Biles and Naomi Asako, there simply aren't nearly enough effective support options for this population. To talk with us about that are the founders of Garrett's Space, designed to aim to fill that gap. Garrett's Space is a suicide prevention nonprofit founded by Julie and Scott Helpert after they lost their precious son to suicide at the age of 23 in 2017. Thank you so much, Julie and Scott, for sharing this story with us here on It's Your Community.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: So tell us about Garrett's Space and, and, and uh the need for it, especially what we're work we're seeing in the world today.
2: Um, well, we got the idea for Garrett Space, as you mentioned, after we lost our son. And what we saw was um, a real lack in support options for the many young adults who are struggling. Um, we are looking to to um to fill that gap with something. Be- uh, for people who are needing more than just a uh, once a week visit to their therapist, but aren't actively suicidal and don't warrant um, a trip to the emergency room. And there are a lot of people who are really in that in-between phase. And the way I like to talk about it is when you hit bottom with drug addiction um, or alcohol abuse, you um, there are lots of affordable, welcoming um, options and friendly spaces for you to go to get help. And that just is not the case for mental health. And so we decided that we wanted to create a welcoming refuge, a place where young adults could go for two to three week stays and show them that they're not alone, that they could um, get help from peers as well as traditional support and traditional therapy, but also learn a a range of, um, we wanna have a range of holistic activities like um, dance, meditation, yoga, Mm -hmm. journaling, healthy eating, all the things that help you to learn how to live in a very often troubled world.
0: Yeah. So you have an event uh, coming up. Tell is there something that people can participate in that you're coming up? That's coming up soon. Yeah, so we
2: have, it's called Go24 for Garrett Space. This is a 24-hour virtual fundraiser. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a range of performers, leading Broadway performers, health and fitness coaches, so we'll have live classes. We'll also hear from inspirational speakers, leading policymakers, and the whole idea is that we want to feature a range of the type of activities that we'll be featuring at Garrett Space, and it's 24 hours live streaming nonstop where people can um, tune in and donate, and also we'll have a We'll be having a silent auction as well, where people can bid on a variety of great um, goods and services.
0: So it's like a virtual a virtual fundraiser.
2: It is exactly a virtual fundraiser. Okay. Yes. We started okay. this last year after um, you know with COVID, and it was yeah. so successful. That and we wanted it to be so accessible, on um, which it is, people can join from all over the world, and they did last year. And so we thought we would do it again.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I've noticed that, you know, COVID kind of threw us all into this situation that we didn't, nobody wanted to be in. And uh, we, we noticed that obviously depression, anxiety, and suicide was on the rise. And it's wonderful that you're able to reach out still through this to the virtually to make people aware of what's going on and help raise money for this wonderful organization that you guys created uh, in memory of your son. And so what have you guys noticed with what we've experienced during the lockdowns and COVID, and you know the anxiety and depression that was that we've seen in the world.
1: Well, what we've seen is a, a lot of young adults who are feeling isolated and really alone. Uh, there was a, a recent survey taken by the CDC during the pandemic that showed that uh, as many as 25% of young adults 18 to 24 had seriously considered suicide during the prior 30 days. Mm. That's 25% of that group, which is an astounding number.
0: That's huge. And yeah, we saw alcohol abuse and drug abuse also on the rise, which you know led to more anxiety and depression. Uh, Scott um, and, and Julie, what would you like to share with our listeners um, about your son? Can you share a little of his story with us? Sure. Um,
1: so Garrett really was just a, a wonderful person. Um, he had so much going for him. Um, I guess the first thing that I would say, uh, which really defined him, was how empathetic and caring he was about others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was just really kind, and you know, if he if he saw somebody struggling, having a bad day, uh, he would actually read, reach out to them. And after he passed away, uh, we received actually dozens of stories about the how Garrett had done just that, reached out to them when they were either being uh, bullied by somebody or just having a difficult time and uh, he was also um just amazing in so many other ways he was he was a tremendous athlete. Uh, he was one of the top tennis players uh, in his class in the state of michigan. Uh, he was um smart, and funny, you know, and he he just had so much going for him. but like so many other young people these days, he struggled from time to time and in some ways he uh, he felt inadequate about himself and you know, that's really a common theme that we've seen uh, among young people right now is, you know, due to what they see on social media uh, and just the pressures that are out there in society and, the, and that they're exerting on themselves, they feel um, inadequate. Uh, and one of the most important things that I think we can do at Garrett's Space is to help uh, young adults feel better about themselves and feel mm-hmm. better about their, feel better about their lives.
0: You know, Scott, I think you're making such an important point because You know, as a mom of a teenager myself, that's something I'm seeing more and more of social media of this comparison of, you know, she's prettier, this one's smarter, and you hear it from the friends and, oh, they have a better life. They're going on better vacations. And, you know, I hear my nieces and nephews talking about it and there's so much pressure. You know, they're a better athlete. They're smarter than me. Their grades are better. It's so much pressure and it's in your face. Unlike when we were growing up, uh, you know, Scott and Julie, it's different, you know, you, you left that back at school and you came home and you you found some peace and refuge. Well, it's all over. It's with them 24-7. It's like they can't escape it.
2: Yeah, that's very true. And it's causing huge um, anxiety, um, issues of anxiety and depression among young adults. And and we are, by the way, interested in really focusing on this 18, 18 to 28- Um, age range because they also are affected, but it's also a really difficult time. It's a time of transition between high school and college and college into the real world and the working world. And um, these kids are often struggling um, emotionally and socially, and they're often struggling financially. And it's really adding to a lot of the pressures that they face. Again, making them feel inadequate and making mm. them feel like they're the only ones feeling this way.
0: Yeah. You know, that's a good, um, I, I'd like to elaborate on, on that, that age group you're really focusing on. Because typically, you know, when we talk about this and when I've done interviews, we typically, typically talk about teenagers and and middle school kids. And we kind of forget. We think, oh, our kids are in college. They're doing well or they're graduating. They're getting their jobs. And we may not pay attention to them as as we did maybe when they were 13 or 14, you know, can you talk to us about that? What signs to look out for?
2: Sure. Um, Well, it's often very difficult because you may not be with your young adults.
0: Yes. If
2: they're in college or they're living on their own, or even if they're home, you know, it's difficult to... to know how they're feeling, and they are often resistant um, to parents' uh, advice. Um, parents also don't have access to their children's um, medical records and often can't engage in a conversation with their therapist. Um, it's it's really complex. I mean, in terms of signs, I mean, I would defer to the mental health experts, but from what I understand, I'm a journalist and report about this. If they're very withdrawn, if they're you know, you know, if they have no appetite, if they're sleeping a lot, if they seem unmotivated, um, you know, they're just um, withdrawing from them, from, from friends and from family. You know, those are some of the warning signs, but um, it is a very complicated stage in life and, and more complicated for this generation at this age, I think, than previous generations. And it's just, again, we just really saw a lack of resources for this age group that when we're really trying to fill that gap.
0: You know, I think that's, I mean, I've been covering stories like this for years, and I've never really um, seen an organization focused on this particular age group. So I think it's wonderful that you two have created uh, a Garrett space to really target. What have you um, how is it going so far? I know you had a successful fundraiser last year. You're doing one this year because it went well virtually. But in, in terms of the work that you're doing and the uh, the young adults you're working with, can you give us some kind of feedback of how things are going? What are you hearing from these these young adults?
1: Yeah, so we we were able to uh, begin our programming earlier this year. So we've only been around for two years or so, uh, but we created what we think is just a uh, really unique. Um, An effective program. So what we're doing is we're having our young adults uh, gather three times a week, uh, and this is on top of them seeing their regular therapist. Uh, so they're gathering in our group virtually currently because of the pandemic three times a week uh, for a peer group, I'm sorry, for a support group with their peers. Uh, and uh, that's led by a young adult uh, facilitator who actually has had his own experience with uh, mental health challenges. Uh, And then second, we have a mood and movement group, uh, which is led by just an amazing yoga instructor, uh, actually two of them. And then third, we have an informal get together. um, So just basically to improve socialization and uh, give them all an opportunity to just relax and enjoy each other's company. And again, we're just trying to provide them with additional support uh, and connections and really just hope that uh, they can learn to feel a little bit better about themselves and see that they're not struggling alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are others who are out there just like going through similar things.
0: Yeah. I, you know, research has shown that um, that support group is really vital in, in someone's health in terms of knowing that they're not alone. That, that is key from what I've learned over the years as a reporter that, you know, those support groups are important to say, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm not the only one struggling. Can you, can you speak to us about how those support groups are going in Garrett's in Garrett's space?
1: Yeah, I think I think they're going very well. We've had only one cohort to, to this point, so it's pretty mm-hmm. new. Um but you know, you're absolutely right. I think that for our son, um you know, we we strongly believe that if if he had found others in a similar setting to what we're providing in Garrett Space, uh that it would have made a difference for him because he would have regained perspective and hope and seen that hey, I'm not the only one going through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And have you guys, how, how are you working with, you, you mentioned yoga instructors in the support group. Are you working with experts in the mental health area as you're developing uh, Garrett space? You know, I know it's new, but are you working with other experts in development of how you're gonna move forward with it?
1: Oh, absolutely. We have an incredible team of um, leading mental health experts, uh, many of whom are from uh, University of Michigan or Michigan Medicine. Uh, who are on our advisory council who've helped develop the program that we've created. We also the groups are also uh, being led in part by a uh, social uh, a social worker. Uh, clinical social workers. So we actually, um, yes, we do have mental health experts who are helping us design and run our programs.
2: And by the way, I should add that we're working closely as a partner with the University of Michigan Depression Center. And our goal is, um, you know, uh, that they will help us to develop models that can be um, for our wellness programming and our center that can be re- replicated nationwide. Right now, it's kind of a patchwork and not a real good model that you can follow if you want to. We're inventing something really new and we want to make sure it's something that sort of like the mcdonald house model somebody oh, else
0: yeah.
2: pick it yeah. up in other states throughout the state and throughout the country and i should also add that scott mentioned we have an incredible team of people one of our biggest advocates and who is on our board is victor hong who runs the university of michigan on um, uh psyche r and um he is really behind this because he sees the need. I mean, he sees all these people coming to the ER. Who, you know, the ER is not designed to serve people on a long term basis, like like we're doing. So mm-hmm. we envision us in our place as a step down. You know, coming out of the ER, that's when risk of suicide is the highest. Um, and again, we have the benefit of working with really the leading mental health experts in the country um, to, to develop um, to develop this uh the center and our programming
0: with that said what was the reaction i mean obviously they're working with you but when you first approach them what was their reaction that yeah you know wow this is an age group we have not really focused on specifically what was the reaction to you when they realized what you were doing they being who the, the medical industry the u of m and the health experts you're dealing working with
1: well, I mean, they they obviously felt, you know, the ones we've spoken to really mm-hmm. strongly in what we're doing. Yeah. And that's why they've gotten behind us and are part of our team.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's wonderful um, that you guys have are honing in on this age group because you don't, you don't think that specifically they're dealing with their own issues and you kind of, sometimes we lump some things all into one area, like, well, mental health is mental health or depression is depression, but different age groups are dealing with it differently um than maybe yes. another I, age group
2: and I should say I should add that you know yes of course the mental health professionals were excited about this but even more are the many parents that mm. um, we on a regular basis all across the country who um, have, have tragically lost a child to suicide or have a child, uh, a young adult who's in trouble. And they're asking us, when is Garrett space opening? And when can, you know, what can you, how can you help me? And we direct them to resources. And by the way, we're going to have resources for families of young adults. It's also, it's very hard to be a parent um, and see your young adult struggling. And so there is just, absolutely no doubt in our mind that there is a huge need for what we want to provide and just nobody locally is really providing this yeah. at, at an affordable cost. We will of course possibly have a fee for service, but you know anybody with without you know without whether they can afford it or not
0: will be allowed to come to our place. So is it a 501c3 right now? Is it a not for profit? It is, yes. Okay. So if if somebody's listening here, um uh, Julie and Scott Halpert, who, ha- who has a young adult or somebody in their life they know is struggling, uh, how do they reach out to you, and what, what would they, you know, what would the young adult be in, engaged in through Garrett's Place? Walk us kind of through that process.
1: Sure. So um, they can reach us by going to our website, and um, if, if they are a uh, uh, medical provider or referral source, they, there's a uh, a referral document on the on the website and uh, they can reach also reach us at uh my email at scott at garrettspace.org. Um so yeah and I am sorry I forgot the first part of your question already.
0: You know like it's okay. We're talking with Julian Scott helpert here on It's our community about Garrett Space, a suicide prevention nonprofit founded by the two of them, Julie and Scott Halpert, after they lost their precious son to suicide at the age of 23 in 2017. And so, and someone calls you, I know you're holding a 24-hour live stream fundraising beginning at 11 a.m. on September 3rd and ending at 11 a.m. on September 4th, called Go 24 for Garrett Space. Go 24 for Garrett Space. So if someone's listening, um, uh, Scott, and they have a young adult and they call you and they reach out to you, what what would be the first thing these young adults have been engaged with? Would they start participating in a support group. I mean, kind of walk us through the process.
1: So again, we would we would do a normal intake, and then we would uh, enroll them in the group, and they would go through the, uh, the three activities on a you know weekly basis that I described earlier. We also have supplemental to that a, a new intervention called a YST. And as part of that intervention, we're, by the way, we're doing this with the University of Michigan Psychological Clinic, mm. uh, and each of our participants can nominate up to four caring people in their lives, whether it's from their work or community or family, to basically be trained by the staff at the Psychological Clinic on how to best support those participants during their, through their difficult periods.
2: And also, we, I should mention, we also have a resource page on our website that outlines places you can call if you're experiencing a mental health crisis and just some, some quick places that you can call if you need help immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so they would sign up for the group and uh, almost you know, and immediately begin uh, participating in the group activities that I described earlier and the intervention.
2: And we are accepting um, you know, participants, so it's definitely something that's open.
0: So, it, do you is it um, a limited number? Or are you going to cap it out at a certain amount, or you're going to try to continue growing this nationwide?
1: Uh, we are going to continue to grow it. Uh, it will, you know, it, we will be having eight to twelve participants per group, uh, but as the uh, demand, as we continue to get more and more participants, we will uh, run simultaneous groups to accommodate them.
2: And it is free of charge. I should um, add.
1: And currently, since it's virtual, we're uh, including. Uh, participants and young adults from all over the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't anticipate that we will be expanding beyond the state of Michigan in the near term.
0: And this, so does this also include individual therapy as well? So, along with the groups, is there individual therapy or uh, strategies of coping with stress and anxiety, um, those kinds of things?
1: We, we do try to provide those types of things, but um, we are we are doing this on top of. The participants seeing their regular therapist, and actually that's a requirement to participate in our group.
0: Oh, okay, good. So they do the group, and then you talked about, um, you know, uh, other holistic activities focused on healthy behaviors, promoting wellness, including meditation, yoga, and healthy cooking, art journaling, and music. Is that going to expand? And what's been the reaction to the to the participants when they participate in such activities?
2: So those activities are activities we encompass um that we will encompass in our residential center. So we are oh, at a two okay we have the wellness programming that we're rolling out right now because we want to help people right away, but okay. we anticipate at least a couple of years to um raise the funds and have a place built um that would be a residential facility. We don't currently have that center. So that's our vision for the center when the
0: center becomes a reality. Oh, that's awesome. So what, you know, tell us uh, what are your hopes over the next two to five years and the whole reason of fundraising and how people listening can help you raise the funds for your goals, your vision for uh, Garrett's space?
1: Yeah, so that that's it exactly as we want to, first of all, run our programming and expand that programming, but ultimately our goal is to create our residential center. And, you know, we just envision this this wonderful space in nature that Julie described previously. Uh, and, and our, our goal is to raise the money that we need to first buy the land and then, uh, uh, do a capital campaign to construct our space and then operate it.
0: Have you guys located an area in Michigan you'd like this space to be located?
1: Uh, we haven't identified a specific property, but we're, you know, ours are, are, we're looking all over right now for, for a good space.
2: I mean, we're starting it by looking in Washington County, which is near where we live, and we really want something in a rural setting. Mm -hmm. So, uh. and we, in terms of how can people help, they, they can, we're always looking for volunteers, especially people who have certain expertise, like in marketing and fundraising. And of course, we're very interested in having people donate to us. This is an ambitious project. We are laser focused on making it happen, but it will take a lot of resources. So people yeah. can donate, you know, on garretspace.org, two R's, two T's, two S's, um, and also donate through the fundraiser. We'll have a place to donate through the live stream as well.
0: And, and people can hop in and on off of the live stream throughout that 24 hours. Correct. You are just kind of hopping in and wow. on, off all day long. Sure. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we encourage people to share that, um, people listening, uh, uh, Scott and, uh, Julie, to share that on their social media platforms, email people, text people kind of get the word out. They can go to your website and kind of spread the word out that way through social media platforms.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we will you know, we have a Facebook page and we have an Instagram account and we have, of course, our website where we'll keep, you know, we'll, we'll include the link um, and link to join. We'll also include a, a run of show that indicates who is speaking when, as well as um, different lists of the different genres of speakers so people can tune in when they see somebody they want to they want to hear.
0: That's great. And so we talked about your vision and, and wanting this physical space. How many people at one point uh, at one time do you think you'll be able to help at that physical location? Or is that something you haven't really gotten to yet? I mean, do you have an idea of how many people could be housed at that place at any given time? Yeah,
1: we've developed plans around uh, the residential center. We, we believe, uh, at least in the first phase, that we'll help, be helping around 18 to 20 residents at any one time.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. So in the, in the, um, during the group sessions and I know you're fairly new in this you're developing this Scott and Julie, but can, in it, we talked a little bit about this, but can you elaborate a little bit more for people listening on some of the issues that our young adults are facing today, where they do need to seek this help at Garrett space in this age group of 18 to 24, what are some of the things that they're facing that they're really, that is causing this anxiety and depression?
2: Well, I mentioned before the the struggles that they face, and as Scott mentioned too, about social media and feeling inadequate. Yeah, um, the job market is very competitive right now um, mm-hmm. for young adults, and they uh, a lot of young adults have incredible um, amounts of student loans. So there's a lot of financial uncertainty. A lot of young adults find themselves living with their parents again. It it fuels these feelings of inadequacy. Um, It's, you know, with COVID, it it just, it just compounded the existing problems. They already were feeling isolated. Now they're feeling more isolated. Uh, Many of them took a step back in their careers or maybe missed a year of college where they weren't with friends. Um, we unfortunately know of someone who, um, reach out to us. Their son took his life while living at home during COVID. Um, uh, it's, just, it's just a really hard world out there for young adults. Um, it's hard for them to find the connections they need, the support that they need. Um, I don't know if you wanted to add
1: anything. Yeah, to- so um, neither of us really is sitting in, in the groups themselves, but again, what we, from what we've seen, you know, I'd say there's two um, themes here. One is that um, young adults just they just don't feel good about themselves and where they are in their lives, whether it's professionally or in, with relationships. Uh, also, ha- as you mentioned earlier, you know they're feeling so alone and isolated right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I've noticed, um, and this is recently in the last few days, Scott and Julian, I don't know if this is going to pop up for you guys, but there's a lot of kids now in panic mode because the colleges are requiring. Uh, the vaccine and some of them are not vaccinated or choose not to or can't for medical reasons and they're all in panic of like now what do I do do I take a year off how do I get my school do I get an exemption and I'm noticing this flood of stress anxiety all over social media and in some circles I've been talking to these kids are like now now what I do and they're all in panic mode of what's been going on all still surrounded by COVID it's like this has really put a Uh, taken a toll on young people over the last couple of years.
2: Well, and there's incredible trauma that they've been suffering. Um, yeah. they have, seen, have seen loved ones suffer. They might've gotten COVID. Yeah. And now, you know, it was seeming like everything was going to go back to normal as people got vaccinated. And now we have this Delta variant. So now students, for example, at the university of Michigan, where I teach are now being asked to wear masks. Um And it's, it's, it's unclear what the future is going to hold. If things yeah. will go back to normal, a lot of them, you know, they're going to have adjustments um, going back to in-person. Some of them got sort of comfortable, you know, at, at home where they weren't dealing with social pressures. And now they're going to have that readjustments. I'm, you know, missed out on a whole year of interacting with their peers. I mean, there's going to be long-term effects of this on this very vulnerable population for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it affects, you know, me as an adult who's seen a lot in my life, been through a lot in my life. I can imagine, the effects it's having on an 18, 20, 20, 22 year old oh, who hasn't experienced some of the things that you, know, may, you maybe we have in our lives. And uh, even though this is something, COVID is not anything, I don't think any of us have ever been through. Uh, but you know, when you're an adult and you've been through a lot, you seem to figure out the coping mechanisms sometimes easier than young adults. So I can't imagine what they're going through. And I'm so glad that you guys uh, have started um, Garrett Space in memory of your wonderful son. Um, and, and helping young adults coping through these really hard times for a lot of them, especially what, what we have gone through in the last two years with COVID. So, um, so again, give out the information to participate in the, the fundraiser that's coming up and, and how the money is definitely going to help with your vision for Garrett Space.
2: So the money will be going to our wellness programming as well as the creation of this holistically focused residential center. Um, I should also mention we have an an incredible lineup of Broadway performers. We have, you know, Benj Pasek who um, was the co-writer of the music for Dear Evan Hansen. We have two Dear Evan Hansen cast members who are going to be in the upcoming film. CNN political commentator, David Axelrod, um, and just the um, representative, Jamie Raskin, who recently lost his son to suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a ton of incredible speakers and entertainers. It's going to be, again, from 11 a.m. on September 3rd through 11 a.m. on September 4th. And if you just head to our website, here at Garrett Space, G A R R E T T S S P A C E dot org, you will um, there'll be all the information you need. Just you just click the link to join, and you can see the silent auction and bid on these super cool items. We have probably close to sixty different amazing items in the auction, and then again, you can you can see the whole lineup of the um, the people who are participating and and donate there
1: as well as through our website and at any time. Yeah, so we don't we don't have the link up yet for the actual fundraiser, but we will soon.
0: Great. Is there anything else that either one of you would like to mention that I did not ask you about before we let you go here and at your community? I
2: just want to say that the work we're doing is really important, and it, as I said before, it's ambitious and it's um, it's going to take a, a lot of resources. And so we're eager for anybody anybody who's been touched by this, either personally or just you know, somebody who's experienced a loss, um, or is know someone who's struggling, um, to, to consider, you know, supporting our organization. And also we always like to say, think about somebody who's close to you, or, you know, a young adult who might feel alone or, or feel isolated or struggling and reach out to them today, call them, text Mm -hmm. them, check on them. Um, a lot of, um, sometimes that can be a lifeline for somebody who's struggling.
0: Great, great suggestion. Thank you, Julie and Scott Halpert for joining us here on It's Your Community and sharing with us Garrett's story and Garrett's space. Thank you so much. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Any questions or comments or topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha, you can do that easily by reaching out to me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching or find me on any of my social media platforms. As always, a reminder, listeners, to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community.
1: It's your community. A public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.